Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. It's Monday again. Starting all over. And um, you see the title of this podcast? Your Literal Back. You know, I didn't want to just call it back. But your back, you know, on your back. On your backside of your body. That's what this is titled. Your Literal Back. How many of you have a literal back? Well, we all do. But what's some interesting things about our back? And what made me think about this was I spent the other day trying to scratch an itch that I just could not get to go away. I rubbed on posts. I used sticks and did whatever, and I couldn't get it to go away. And, um, I mean, think about your anatomy, your eyes, your nose, even your ears, your, your arms, everything is geared toward the front of your body, towards the direction you're going, right? There's, you know, a deer has eyes on the sides of its heads. It can see pretty much all the way around it. Horses are the same way. Um, all kinds of animals have different configurations for their survival. Ours is everything's in the front. Our back is our weakest, most vulnerable point, is it not? We can't see behind our back. We can see half of it if you turn your head all the way to the left, and half if you turn all the way to the right. We can't hear behind us our ears are geared towards the front we can't even run backwards uh decently you know but it's always there isn't it our back is always there think about when you dress you look in the mirror and you're thinking man how do i look how do i look you know guys really i mean we just kind of look in the mirror, seeing how our front's looking. Women look at the posterior a little bit more, do the selfies with the posterior shots. But for the most part, most of our engagements occur with our front, does it not? Not our back. But yet our back is always there. Our back bears a lot of burden. Carry backpacks on it. Loads. uh, Loads on our backs. Our backs are the beast of burden of our body other than our feet. And it's the one part you can't touch that well. You can't wash your back that well. You can't scratch it. You you get something stuck in you. You can't see it to pull it out. Our back is kind of our Achilles heel. 
Guess you should call it the Achilles back, right? Huh. But you're asking, why is he talking about a back? Well, you can't see it. You can't change it. You can't shave your back. You can't can't rub lotion on your back. You can't scratch your back. But it's there. It's with you. It's with you wherever you go, isn't it? Where am I going with this, Keith? I bet you know. Our back is there. So is our history, our past. It's a part of us that's behind us that we can't scratch, we can't change. We can't undo the wrongs we've done to people. We can't undo the the hurt. We can't go back and make better choices. So what do we do? Well, what a lot of people don't do is they don't listen to older people. You know, I mean, I'm just as guilty, but now at this point in my life, I do tend to listen to older people more. But when, you know, you tell a young kid, don't walk across that old bridge, it's rotten, you'll fall through. What's the first thing they do? You might as well said, walk across that bridge. Or, you know, you say, invest in stocks because you'll need the money when you get old and retire. You should have said, don't invest in money, your, your money in stocks. Don't. It's a waste of time. Because they're going to do the opposite. Our backs define our future. It makes it a little easier. Makes it a little harder. I mean, look at society. We have learned from our history about clothing, staying warm, best places to live, places not to go, places to stay alive, all these survival mechanisms that are embedded in our DNA now. We can't get rid of it. It's part of who we are. So what does that have to do with the Bible? Right? That's what somebody's saying. What does that have to do with the Bible? Well, God is pretty adamant. Pretty, pretty adamant about us not looking back. He's given us instructions uh, directions he's nurtured us along he's held our hand don't look back things will happen 
and we do not need to look back. I mean, it says in the Bible, I didn't even look this verse up, but there's a, when the end of the world comes, he says, if you're in the field, don't return to the house. If you're if you're on the roof, don't go down in the house. You know, if you're wherever you are, don't go back. But how many of us, if we knew it was the end of the world, would not try to grab our children or a loved one? I mean, all of us would. But Christ is so adamant about not looking back. He means don't look back. Don't look back. This is the one thing that we can do. And he's telling us we better not do it. Makes you wonder, don't it? Makes you wonder. What does he say about looking back? He's so adamant about it. He says in Isaiah 43, he says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He is saying... Wherever he is and what he's doing is better than what you have and where you came from. Don't look back. Nothing in the in the back can help you. Nothing in your back needs to go with you. Don't even look back. The ones that look back... You're the ones that's going to get left behind. And I'm telling you, I'm just as guilty as the rest. I'm probably going to look back and wonder if I see my kids running up behind me, you know? But he says, don't look back. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And Luke... 962 he said no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god you're not fit to be in heaven if you look back <laughs> now let me stomp the crap out of some toes here okay If you're one of those preachers and you live in uh, Leviticus and you tell your people you can't wear this and you can't eat that and you can't do this and you can't do that, you're looking back, buddy. You're looking back. Because you see, Christ came and he gave us grace. 
grace to move forward. Grace that everything in our back is forgotten. If we don't look back and hold on to it, he won't remember it either. But if you look back, that's where you'd rather be. And Jesus is saying, if you would rather live in the past, and I don't want you in the future. How, how simple can it be? But yet many make it so difficult. Don't look back. So many churches look back. So many people look back. I, I remember. But I'm not walking around trying to find Michael J. Fox with his time machine so I can get back and change things. It wouldn't accomplish a thing. Your past made you who you are. Accept it. Don't look back. You got a past with abuse, alcoholism, whatever. Embrace it. You have a past that somebody else needs to hear. You have a witness. You are a witness. You're a testimony. Don't worry about these egomaniac churches that say, oh, you got to wear, you know, the suit and tie, and you, you can't have tattoos, and you can't eat shellfish. And Jesus didn't say none of that. None of that. We're under the blood covenant that says, my grace is sufficient for you. He didn't throw down the set of Ten Commandments at the bottom of the cross before he died and say, my Ten Commandments are good for you. He didn't throw down those 613 um, mosaic laws. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Why are we so hard-headed and making things so difficult? Why? Oh, man, it just befuddles me, you know? I think back of... I think back. I don't look back. I think back of the times... In churches, when people have come in and looking in different states of dishevelment, and people cut them with their eyes, judge them. You don't even know what they're doing. You know, I would just, I'd die from shock, I think, if I was ever in a church and a person walked in that looked down on their luck and 25 people come on them and started praying on them. I think I'd have a heart attack. But we'd rather sit there in our pews and cut them down with them Superman laser stares. But don't look back. Why is looking back so bad? You can't accept the new if you're hanging on to the old. You know, a long time ago in Genesis, 
Lot and his family lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angels told him to leave. It was so bad, God was going to destroy it. So as the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And then in verse 17, they say, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Destruction was coming. The way of the past was being destroyed. But you see, Lot and his wife had gotten so used to living in it, like a pig in their slop. They get used to living in it. It's all they knew. But God was saving them, and they wanted to hang on to the past. And God said, if you want that past bad enough, you're going to stay here with it forever. And what happened? As they were running out of, the, out of the cities and up on the hill and the hellfire and brimstone was coming down, Lot's wife looked back. And she became a pillar of salt. God doesn't say we will become a pillar of salt. But God doesn't say we won't either. I wouldn't be looking back if I were you. I would be embracing the grace and looking forward to the better days ahead. You know, there's a song I like. It says, uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it says, Every day, every day is I'm one less day from dying young. Well, that's true. Every day longer, I'm one less day from dying young, but every day more, I'm one day closer to going home. I'm one day closer to my heavenly reward, to my family, to my reunion, to grace, to perfection. If I die, don't cry for me. Be glad. It only gets better from here. You know the old saying, is a glass half empty or half full? My glass is about to run over. And when it does, I'll be enjoying the feast in heaven. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Be safe. Thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray for Caden uh, and Tara and their families, my family. Thank you for your blessings. God bless.